Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And the Foo Fighters, with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve for uh, today. He'll be back uh, tomorrow. Good to have you back. Uh, good to be back. Uh, I should tell you this. If you're going to be listening to the podcast later on, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. There's so much to talk about, I hardly know where to begin. I will tell you this. Sunny with a high of 38. Uh, for today, tonight, clear and partly cloudy, low of 18. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 42. I got 17 very cold degrees right now. I can't take it. Come on. I want summer. Now, not for three more weeks. Ugh. That's what the rodent said. 17 degrees outside. Ridiculous. It's uh, five. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 556 and The Who with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve. Uh, he'll be back uh, tomorrow. And uh, so there's that. By the way, uh, this Friday is uh, a free music Friday in Springfield at MGM Springfield. Uh, the Eagles Experience, America's most authentic Eagles tribute show, oh, is, nice. is going to be there. That's our buddy uh, Tommy Plute upstairs. I have seen them before. And they're very good. They're amazing. Tommy's, uh, Tommy's a tremendous uh, musician. Nevertheless, just let me uh, point this out. It's also going to be, so, so there's going to be a lot of people there. I can guarantee it. No doubt. The Thunderbirds are also playing Friday night, too, against Hartford. Now, the during the first week of the uh, the Free Music Friday, it was a bit uh, congested downtown. Everybody got in. Everybody had a good time. But you might want to plan ahead and how you get downtown and where you park. The having that parking garage down across from the Mass Mutual Center is so inconvenient. <laughs> it is so, as bad as that place terrible. used to be, yeah. and it was terrible. You 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 suddenly discover how badly it's needed because on nights like this, when Springfield has got a lot going on, you need more parking. So uh, uh, plan accordingly because uh, it's going to be a great night on Friday, but you're going to have to make some uh, accommodations. Yeah, my, I'm, I remember that old garage. I remember I used to go visit my mom when my mom worked in the uh, in the uh, Mass Live building. You know, no, yeah, she used to work for Unicare, and now I'm going back to before she retired. So I'm going back 20 years ago or whatever, and I would go visit my mom, and she would say, "Park in the garage," and uh, you know. Just try to get out of there as fast as you can and don't take the elevator. And I'd say, why? Because I have a feeling that's going to collapse one day, Marty. I, and I would be walking in there and the cars would go over the expansion joints. You'd feel it <laughs> shake and you'd be like, oh, she's not paranoid. Like, this she's, is really she's honest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a nightmare. I remember like a, you know, when I first came into town, you know, uh, before the turn of the century. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, going in there and seeing like all this caution tape around like the, the like the center of of the parking garage, like it was a crime scene. Yeah, like yeah. someone had been someone had been uh, stuck with a shiv, but that wasn't what was going on. They were just trying to protect people from falling chunks of concrete. Yeah, because it was it would come right off the roof and and fall down. And then the elevator. One time, I, I made a mistake of getting the elevator. I was going to like a Fal- it was back then. It was the Falcons. I was going to like a Falcons game, and. uh I remember got in the elevator and it started making noise and then it started going to a slow crawl and me and everyone else in the elevator were like, uh-oh. 
Like, we all have the same <laughs> thought, like, should have took the stairs, should have took the stairs. Yeah, but then when you took the stairs, it was like a human toilet. So, you know, That's those, true, are, yes. those are your choices. Yep. You know, cheat death or walk through a gauntlet of, of human waste. Yeah, that You know what else was like that was uh, back in the early, in my early 20s. This is probably right when you were coming to the market, yeah. right? Um, there used to be TJ's downtown. Do you yeah, remember TJ's? I do. So back then we used to have a... There used to be, I'm, I'm dating myself now by even saying this, but there used to be a circuit of bars that people went to every night. Sure. So Monday night was Lemons and then Maximum Capacity in Chicopee up up near the South Hadley line. Uh, Wednesday was Geraldine's, the Wrinkle Ranch. Uh, <laughs> Thursdays was TJ's and Friday and Saturday was TJ's mm. or whatever else was going on downtown, the Hippodrome and that was open and everything else. But the garage across from TJ's was the same thing. You'd walk in the stairwell, and it would just be urine and sometimes not urine. And you would, like, terrible. And you're you're like, people are real animals down here. You know, like, everyone's partying too hard yeah i like the fact that your drinking had like a daily schedule so like that's you, what it was so like monday and tuesday could be like a 12-step program and or, or like like an, it, <laughs> like an inpatient rehab or whatever i know the people that are listening that are in my age demo are like yes i remember <laughs> yes yes and then the, and then there was the wild card nights where it would be like uh people would go to mingles oh yeah nice place one of Steve's favorite places to bring up, uh, Mingles. Yeah, where you can order the Long Island Hep C. That, yeah. was, that, was, my, <laughs> yeah. that was my favorite line. It would have been better to have a shingles probably would have been more appropriate. <laughs> it's 6.01 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and... But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data reads may apply. JP. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember a few weeks ago when newly hired Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo informed everybody that Mr. Kraft had money to burn on new players and free agents? Well, it's true. Mr. Kraft is a very rich old man with an estimated net worth of a whole lot of money. And while we could sit here and try to suggest ways for him to spend that money, the truth is he's certainly not going to be spending all of his money. Because right now the man is worth more than $11 billion and the NFL salary cap is set at only $224.8 million this year. That means that Mr. Kraft still has $10.8 billion in non-burnable money at his disposal. Now, how much money will Mr. Kraft be able to burn? Well, for the moment, the Patriots are currently $66 million under the current salary cap. Now, that's, that's an awful lot of money. But consider this. The NFL is currently negotiating with a players' union to increase the salary cap for 2024. That number, which has not yet been settled on, is expected to be announced potentially next week, most likely after the start of the NFL Combine, which begins next Thursday. According to some sources, the salary cap is likely to increase another $18.2 million, which would put it at at least $243 million per uh, per team per year. Other sources are saying that the final number could go even higher, with some suggesting it could be as high as $250 million 
per team this year, thanks to the increase from TV deals and sports gaming revenues. That means that, theoretically, Mr. Kraft could have as much as $91.2 million to burn and still be under the salary cap. Folks, if I had a stack of 91.2 million single-dollar bills and I decided to set it on fire, you would have to call a California fire brigade to douse that fiery blaze with helicopters to put that thing out. Apply that same amount to free agent signings, extended contracts, or what have you, and yet you still have $10.8 billion collecting dust in a bank? Suddenly you begin to realize that Mr. Kraft doesn't have just money to burn. He's got enough money to set the entire world on fire. Twice. Listen, if you had $11 billion, you could give every person in the United States a check of $34. That's almost enough money to pay for a full-season subscription to watch the NFL on Paramount+. Plus. Sadly, he's not really offering that right now, but the burning is just about ready to start. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman wet, uh, 12-gallon wet-dry vac really sucks at Rockies. It's only 80 bucks at Rockies with, an ace, with your Ace Rewards card. Every shopper garage needs the Craftsman wet drive back. Get yours today for only 80 bucks at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Marty Caproni's filling in for one more day. Uh, Steve will be back tomorrow. I can sleep in tomorrow. You, yeah, you could actually uh, go to sleep at like 10.01 this morning if you really played your cards right. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to try my best. Some would say we were sleeping through most of yesterday. So. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't listen back to the show. Sometimes I listen back to the podcast and cringe, but yeah, it's I all right. Okay. I had fun. Yeah, uh, yesterday was fun. It was fun. You know, we got the people who text into the Route 10 Tire listener line at 293-1021. Oh, yeah, I got I got to uh, I got to log into that. I haven't uh, I haven't checked it today. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any come in, so I'm going to guess that maybe I have to log out and then back in. Remember uh, yesterday when I said that it's terribly distracting when you're looking at all yes. these texts all day? Yes. Well, it really is very distracting when you're uh, you, you when you're trying to concentrate on on everything, uh, on everything that's going on in here, and you know, Cohen was out yesterday, and Steve was uh, not here to do news. All of a sudden, everything's on me. I'm actually glad that you were responding. <laughs> it was well, that's what I was doing. I, there's there's not much I can do to contribute to this show when I really think about it. Well, I'm I mean, glad you're not the. I'm glad you're not the only one thinking that way. No, no. I mean, I'm. <laughs> listen, uh, I have the humility enough to know that I am useless in here. I'm watching you. You got four monitors in front of you. You're mm-hmm. juggling stuff. You're moving stuff around. You're you're doing all that. You're doing emails. You're oh, doing yeah. everything. I'm over here just like, are we back on the air yet? <laughs> when do we go on the air? But I can't tell you how uh, essential that is, because without it, you know, then uh, that it would all be on me and nobody. And believe me when I tell you, nobody wants that. Nobody wants all just me. Well, I don't know if that that's true, Ben. No, hey, listen, I uh, it it is it is not uh, false humility when I tell you that uh, not only don't you want that, <laughs> either do I. Have you have you ever done a show by yourself? Without, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was young. I was uh, I was precocious. I was freaking terrible. But uh, yeah, those those days of uh, going solo are kind of. Uh, 
past me now. You feel like a crazy person when you're uh, when you're doing like you're just talking to yourself. I feel, time? yeah, I feel I feel uh, totally insane talking to myself. But then I also feel like uh, I want to. I I don't know how people are reacting to the stupid things I'm saying. So I would prefer that I have somebody there to, <laughs> to say, <"Wh- laughs> "What are you talking about? Are, will you stop talking like an it, it, like?" I need some level of of buffering. Here's a question. Do you talk to yourself ever during the day, like when you're driving in your car or uh, when you're like waiting in line at Panera Bread or something? Uh, I don't I don't actually have a full conversation with myself at Panera. Uh, There's enough people there who are doing that on their own. But um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, sure. I'll I'll, have conversations myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like radio is not far different than like when I'm in a long car ride and I'm tired and I gotta be like, come on, Marty, we only got an hour to go. And I'm just in the car, like running out of things to say or to do. And uh, the radio some mornings feels like that. Sometimes, sometimes it yeah. feels like that. But, it, you know, sometimes you could have a room full of people and it still feels it's- like that. <laughs> Like, am I the only one making a point here, or am I the only one responding to the words I'm saying? <laughs> There's a few times. Oh, someone just texted in right now. Are you getting my text? Yes, uh, we are getting your text. And good morning to those who clicked in and said good morning. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, sometimes, uh, like when I was the time I had the shows and I was driving back and forth and yeah. I was on one hour of sleep, I was completely useless in here. You might as well have been talking to yourself, you know, and... <laughs> And I was talking to myself in my head going, yeah. come on, Marty, you got to wake up. You got to come on back. Sneeze you. What are you going to talk about? And then I was like, I can't. Well, I'm sure you've uh, you've been here, bef- uh, been in this situation before. And whether it's radio or just like, you know, in a bar or at a party where you may have been yeah. perhaps overserved or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where the words in your head make so much damn sense. That it's, <laughs> such, it's such a logical you know, it, it, it's such like a, such a logically well organized thought in your brain, but the moment it blasts out of your mouth, it just you just sound like if there's not a short bus to take me to school, I don't know how I'm going to get around. <laughs> I uh, my thing that I, I used to like back when I was younger, you know, and you'd be drinking with your friends, and they'd be like, "Let's order shots, let's do this, let's do that." <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time that I was in a bathroom somewhere splashing water on my face <laughs> and going, come on, Marty, you can do this. You got to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> Having that pep talk with myself. <laughs> now there's no alcohol involved and I'm still like, you got to do this, Marty. Come on. You yeah. Gotta, Bex needs you. About, uh, oh God, this would have been like uh, six years ago. I was at a, uh, a, a college reunion. Yeah. All right. So we're all, we're all 50 year old adults now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, and I meet up with a friend of mine who who originally is from New Haven, and uh, so he and he still listens to okay. the, to the show, and uh, we go to uh, like the last remaining bar on the campus. There used to be a lot of them. Now there's you had like bars right on your campus. At one point, Marquette had more bars per capita than any college campus in America. Oh, that's amazing! It was it was not conducive to education <laughs> at all. But the the last remaining bar on campus, uh, it still stands. So we we went over there to this bar that we used to frequent quite a lot. And so it's like maybe like a group of like five or six, 51, 52 year old men. And my friend says, "Let's get shots." 
Now, you know, I, I am not the I am not the drinker I used to be. No. Uh, in fact, you could almost say I don't even drink at all anymore. So the idea of ordering shots at a college bar at the age of fifty seemed to me to be a little stupid, kind of excessive, excessive, and it, I felt like I was immediately drawing attention to myself <laughs> when a group of seven fifty-year-old men are hoisting a shot and uh, and 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 knocking it down. I just felt like I'm I'm more self-conscious than I've ever been drinking a shot. And at the end of the shot, the first thought was, let's get was not let's get more shots. The first shot, the thought was, why in God's name did I just do this? Yeah, yeah. Just, like what a what a colossal mistake this was. Uh somewhere around 42, I think yeah. your body just goes, we're not doing this anymore. There will be no more shots. I I applaud those who still do it. Uh, I, I, I you're you're a better man than me. But at fifty one, fifty two at the time, it's like, nope. It's uh, we're not we're not continuing this. Well, when I when I was touring a lot with Jesse May uh, Peluso, we would have this tradition that she instituted. Two things that I don't like. I don't particularly like Heineken beer, and I <laughs> I really don't like tequila. Okay, it turns my stomach. So, her tradition that she made me do uh, as her touring opener yeah. was when we get into the comedy club, the first thing we do to start the weekend was two Heinekens and two tequila shots before <laughs> we went on stage. Every time. Ugh. And, you know, you travel. You're, it might be 10 hours of travel, airport, this and that. And you just get in. You're just so tired. It's like, come on. Come on. <laughs> And then you do it, and then you go out on stage, you stumble through your set, and then you go, you you know, you hang out at the club after for a little bit, you go back to your room, you go to bed, wake up in the morning, you meet down in the hotel lobby and go out and do radio like we're doing right now. Right. That's when I would have to have the conversation in the bathroom before going on air, splashing the water on my face like, you can do this, Marty. You're going to be all right. We're going we're gonna to do this. With you, you'll be sober by the time the microphone cracks. Yeah. And then one time we were doing... Uh, TV morning TV yeah and they did makeup to cover like the rings on my eyes and stuff yes and I st like an idiot I went into the bathroom and I splashed the water on my face so I came back out and if you looked on TV close enough if you had nice like really good HD it looked like my face was melting I looked like <laughs> Alice Cooper it's, uh, 626 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve uh, for the today so uh, he'll be back uh, tomorrow the uh, the conversation about booze and bars when we were young is still continuing because uh, I don't know there's just something about uh, something about a lot of my conversations revolve around food and what I used to drink and yeah. uh, and I, mean, I don't I don't know why it, it keeps revolving around those two <laughs> topics but for some reason I find them to both be fascinating uh, you know I think they're relatable. Uh, especially here in Western Mass. Uh, oh, yeah. I, like you were talking about the uh, the bars on your campus. You told me off air there was 28 bars. There were 28. At one point, I believe there were like 28 bars on campus. The most notorious one. Okay. Now, you try to imagine this was this place called the Avalanche. And this, okay. is, this, is, a, this is a place where Chris Farley would hang out. Okay. Ritualistically. Now, the, 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 the hook, you know, like every bar's got a hook, like some bar's got like a... Yeah. Like a mechanical bull, some's got you know, like pool tables. My, or, my home club there at uh, Mohegan Sun Comics Roadhouse, they have the mechanical bull. See, okay, well, there, so here's the thing: this bar around midnight, there was a tradition 
where uh, students would do what was known as the naked beer slide. Now, you don't really need a whole lot of creativity to figure out exactly what was going on, but people would strip down to their underpants or less and then slide down the bar with broken glass and beer and spillage and cigarettes all over the place. Farley was notorious for doing this almost every night. Notorious. Maybe more than once. So, you know, he would strip right down. He'd slide in the bar. He'd be covered with broken glass, and he would get ready to get. He would get back in line to keep doing it over and over again. See, like uh, that. Well, very similarly, there's a reason why I was banned from the uh, Winnick campus when I was in college. Oh, do tell. Uh, I went to visit my buddy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he was in Franklin dorm, if I remember Ooh, correctly. You had a buddy. I had a buddy. <laughs> I had a buddy. <laughs> Survey says. Uh, so so I had a buddy, and I went to visit my buddy, Jim Sotteropoulos. I went to see Jim, and uh, that was like uh, this night where it, had, it was raining, mm-hmm. and people just started doing slip and slides on the grass, and sure. then that progressed from slip and slides to, we're streaking! Uh-huh. And uh, so I was taking part of that, and uh, then the campus, it was called Public Safety, showed up. And everyone had an ID still. They had they may not have anything on, but they had a lanyard around their neck with an ID that was at that time was brand new technology that you tap it on the side of the thing and it would unlock the door to the dorm. Sure. So everyone scatters and runs into their dorm, and I am in the middle of sliding as I look up and see public safety, and then start running, maybe or maybe not uh, unclothed. And I'm running around the dorms with like like the Keystone cops, like Benny Hill, with these <laughs> cops chasing me. And I'm yelling up to the windows, let me in, let me in. And they let me in. And I remember I ran down his hall and they had a bathroom with gang showers. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? The giant. Yeah. And I just went in the gang shower and turned on the shower and I made like I was showering. showering. And then the public safety came in and I was like, oh, hey, guys, what's happening? And they were like. Oh, were you outside? And I was like, no, nah, I'm taking a shower. I got to study. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, the guy's like, okay. And then the other cop was smart. And he was like, where's your towel? <laughs> that was like, oh, my, my, my buddy's bringing it down. He's like, what's all the grass on the, because all the grass had come off me. It was all around the drain. He's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm busted high. He's uh, like, yeah, you're busted. Get your stuff. And they took me down and they brought me into the public safety office and they told me I was no longer welcome to go visit oh, my friend. That's a, that's a shame. That's yeah. a shame. Yeah. Years later, I would go back to the same campus to perform as a comedian <laughs> with Jesse Van or college tour. And I was like, I wonder, because when you check in, you have to give them your name. And I'm like, I wonder if I'm still on the list. <laughs> I got to believe there's a statute of limitations yeah, on no, they public nudity, even, not, at, even at Western New England College. Right. University, not only, I should say. Not only did, uh, was I able to get on campus, but I was able to get a check. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it all comes from... 634 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's what we're looking at. Uh, breaking news from Western Mass News. Hold on. Oh, that's good sound. In Springfield, the New England Orthopedic Surgeons Building had to be evacuated on Monday due to a gas leak. Fire crews were called in shortly at 8.30 a.m. to the building on Bernie Avenue. 
Uh, Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty called uh, Cells Western Mass News. It was due to a problem with the HVAC unit on the roof. Here's where this becomes breaking news. Fire crews were able to secure the leak and ventilate the building. And people were let back in the building one hour later at approximately 9.30 a.m. And this is breaking news, so I'm assuming it just happened right now, right, Bax? Yes. That's <laughs> on their website. It is breaking news. And, of course, thank goodness uh, Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty was able to save all those people. Oh, no. Oh. There's a gas leak <laughs> in the building. <laughs> No, so, I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, Western Mass News is staying on top of this because uh, you'd hate to think that uh, <clears throat> people were not aware they could have gone back to work at night on Monday. <laughs> also, breaking news: the Japanese have said <laughs> they intend to bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yes, this is uh, crazy. Yeah, and we're still uh, we're still <laughs> waiting for an update seventy years later. <laughs> this is an amazing story out of, out of Southwick. It's uh, I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The Greater Springfield chapter of the NAACP is pushing for an investigation into the uh, Southwark Regional Public School District after reports of a rate of racially charged bullying at their local high school, uh, allegations of white students holding an online slave auction oh to God. bid on black classmates. Uh, Bishop uh, Talbert Swan has uh, made a statement. We want the school district to take these allegations seriously. Uh, he said in 2024, for that kind of behavior to be going on amongst teenagers, let us know that we have a myriad of problems. One of them is being the fact that racism is being passed down from generation to generation. According to uh, to the reports, there is uh, incidents that the uh, included white students holding the online auction, as well as using derogatory racial remarks against a black female student. So this is like an, uh, like an online auction that these that these kids tried to uh, to hold during Black History Month. I should point that out, oh, too. That's... It's like, I, when I read something like this, and I, uh, you, I, I, there's a part of me that just simply can't believe that people are still doing this, but they do. And that's, you know, it, it's, it's so repugnant to me that there are people <laughs> that believe this is just fine. In 2024s, this is where we're at. you know it's crazy yeah like we taught we taught these kids absolutely nothing it's like i just don't i just don't understand it and i totally i totally support uh you know bishop swan's call for an investigation into this yeah you know there's times where you go like well is that being drummed up or is it a, this is uh not one of those times this is one of those no. times where you're like holy cow like this is geez. one of those times when you say you know it's never mind the racism it's because uh, that, although that's the, the like the primary part of Boy, it, yeah. there are some times when teenage teenage children are maybe among the most stupid and ignorant people in the world. Yeah, and this one proves it. Yeah, I mean, God, you, you know, you just you hope that it's like one or two students. You know what I mean? You want to hope that, but not like it would matter. Not, the fact no. that it's being done at all. No, but that's what I'm saying. But like. Like, I can't even wrap my mind around that this is something that is happening. It's a, it's a, it's incredible. It's a lot to leave me speechless. That's, that's a story that leaves me speechless too. Yep. I didn't even know what to say about it other than I hope, (laughs) I I hope the investigation shows that, uh, this is a, that, that, that there's 
that this punishment to go around here. Uh, the city is experiencing uh, experiencing hotels and shelters at their capacity. Uh, expects the problem of homelessness to worsen in the upcoming months. Uh, city uh, City Council last week talked to uh, Helen Colton uh, Harris, the director of Health and Human Services, about homelessness in the city of Springfield. Uh, and when she appeared before them asking for an approval of $2.36 million in grants for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Every year, the money is granted to help communities in Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin counties. But there's a bigger problem than ever before. You're not just talking about shelters at capacity. If you go back to what we were talking about during the Mayflower Marathon in November, when it comes to food insecurity, yeah, the numbers this year are higher than we have seen in 20, 30 years. And you know that number affects what they're seeing with the in the homeless shelters. There's just not enough space. There's not, you know, there, we are we're looking at a massive problem that the city that the city is is trying somehow to to contain and fix. I saw a news article not too long ago the other day where it was uh, the homeless were complaining because in some of the places where they would formerly be put up, um, they're now being overrun with uh, the illegal immigrants or whatever that have been shipped up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now that becomes a thing because they're like, hey, you know, I'm homeless, but I'm a citizen. And this is where I used to go for warmth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how am I going to? It's just one of those cascading problems that you see that, that, uh, God, you. Is there anything good in the news today? Is some better questions? Is well, uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, yeah, this is good. Uh, the Deerfield Police Department responding to a crash on Saturday night. Officers responded to reports of a driver hitting a mailbox while appearing to be slumped over a steering wheel. Uh, when trying to get the driver out of the vehicle, he attempted to drive away, striking. A uh, state police cruiser, uh, state police cruiser, and a Deerfield police cruiser in the process. Uh, no one was injured. See, so there is a silver hey. line. See, nobody was Look hurt, but uh, he was arrested for operating under the influence of alcohol, and is set to be arraigned today. How long do you think that uh, investigation took? Uh, all but <laughs> two point three seconds. We we just watched you do it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, you hit our cruiser. That's not just going to buff out. Yeah. Do you do you even bother with the sobriety test at that point? Like, well, I think when you slumped over the steering wheel yeah, and you and you hit a cruiser, it's, it's probably, pretty good indication that you're probably, yeah, it's probably impaired. It's probably it for you. Uh, this is cool. I don't know if you uh, you got any food allergies? You allergic uh, to anything? Well, now as I've talked about on the air, uh, I've developed uh, the gout if I don't manage my diet correctly, and that came from eating too much shellfish. So now I'm hypersensitive. To scallops, which I used uh, to love. Oh, yes, that's tough. I used to love to cook. Nothing made me happier than just getting a real hot pan and cooking myself some blackened oh, scallops. Yeah, that's delicious stuff. Mm-hmm. And now look at you. You do that, and all of a sudden you can't walk. That's Can't use my hands, can't walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a new help for people with multiple food allergies. The Food and Drug Administration has approved Zolaire. It's a medication that can help to lessen the severity of those with allergic reactions. The medication is meant for people with severe uh, anaphylaxis that is uh, life-threatening. Uh, it's not intended to allow people to have food, food allergies, just eat the things that they're allergic to. It's just an extra level of protection. That's according to uh, Dr. Jonathan Bayek from uh, the Allergy and Immunology Associates of New England patients take an injection of Zolaire once every two to four weeks. Then if they accidentally ingest something that they're allergic to, the reaction is milder. That's 
actually pretty good. Yeah, I always wondered that because they make everyone who has the food allergies carry around an EpiPen with them, right? And you still would need the EpiPen. You because would. Because if you had, like, say you had a peanut allergy. Yeah. And you ate, uh, you ate like a, like a Fluffinutter. Who doesn't love those damn oh, that's things? A, that's uh, those a great sandwich. delicious. Do you know no one does that outside of New England? Yeah, I know that. And I, I can't imagine like can't how around. people around America have not enjoyed the joy of a Fluffinutter. Yeah. Heavy then, on the marshmallow or heavy on the peanut butter when you do it? Heavy on the peanut butter, but I also add <sighs> jelly on top of it, too, which to oh, me see, is like the that's trifecta. Another, that's another. That's a whole other level. And if you add a third piece of bread to it, so you're going to have peanut butter on two sides, oh, fluff on one, jelly on the other. I see you. It is a tasty treat. I'm heavy on the fluff. Are you on really? the peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I like I think I like sweeter things. I have a sweet tooth. Yeah. I got a, I got a more of a savory tooth, so I like uh, like a ridiculous amount of peanut butter on my sandwich. Like nice. almost like emptying the jar and see, the bread. So it's a good thing you don't have a peanut allergy. It's a good thing. So now if I had that peanut allergy, right, and I ate, ate, ate that delicious fluff and utter, uh, and I had that immediate reaction yeah. that without the, the Zolaire and the EpiPen, I might fall over and die. Yeah. I'm probably not going to fall over and die. That's a rewarding thing. I was really hopeful when you were talking about this. I was like, wow, think of all these kids now that have peanut allergies that can finally walk into a Texas roadhouse without anxiety. You, you know, know what? A big barrel uh, of peanuts right at the door. I always think that when I walk in there. I'm like, how, how many people do you think have come into a Texas roadhouse? And just immediately, actually, the last couple of times I've been in a roadhouse, there were no peanuts. They they've taken the peanuts out. Is yeah, that what I, you're telling me? again, I and it's I've confirm been, or deny. Anyone uh, want to text the uh, root tent tire listener line at two nine three? I mean, it's one zero two one. They may have eliminated that from uh, from the from the place. I mean, they haven't eliminated some other annoying things like the country music or the saddle to uh, sing happy birthday on, but the peanuts, I believe, are gone. I don't care what they do in that place as long as they never change the rolls and the cinnamon honey butter. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I do I do like that. And I actually like eating peanuts at the table and tossing the shells. In yeah, the I kind of like that. I, it's, I like the it's like that whole ground round thing. Yeah, they used to there used to be a place in Deep River, Connecticut called Oliver's Tavern, mm-hmm. and they used to have a player piano and they used to have a guy in there playing on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, and they had baskets of peanuts everywhere. And when you walk in, you could just feel yourself crunch on the floor. And I think of that now, and I'm like. Now, like, like some of the schools have to be peanut free because the kids have the peanut allergy so much. Right. I mean, can you imagine you don't know what you're walking into and you have like two kids with peanut allergies? You're like, yeah, we'll just stop here and get a burger. And you open the door and you're like, oh my god! It's you know, yeah. They're, they're, all of a sudden, they're like you know breaking out in hives yeah. within three seconds of walking in the building. Right. Actually, it's it's been confirmed they have not had peanuts since COVID. Oh, see, it just yeah. came in on the list. I know. Thank, and thank very much for the, having the Route 10 tire listener line available to people to confirm that. So no more peanuts at the no Texas more, Roadhouse. No more peanuts. So the only thing that's going to make you sick is the country music. Uh, <laughs> you need your EpiPen for, for some bad if, lymph I'll tell you what. If I could get prescribed an EpiPen for every time I had to go eat a steak in a place that's playing country music, I would take it with me every time. Wait, we have another update. This is breaking news. Shane just texted in. They still have peanuts, but you have to ask for them now, and they give them to you in a pre-filled, sealed bag. For that reason. Yeah. Well, but at least now you can still have peanuts. Well, it's good, but you know they're not having like peanuts like you used to, which is that you could have it by the shovelful. Yeah, that's what I used to love. Because well, there's always a wait there, you know what I mean? So you yeah. sit there while you wait, and you just 
chow down on peanuts. But and throw the shells on the floor. On the floor. I know. That's, yeah, now you can't do that anymore. That's too bad. Yeah. I, I used to like when you could litter in a restaurant and make it filthy. Chalk up another thing that COVID ruined for us. <laughs> that makes damn, damn you, COVID, for taking away all of our fun. That makes uh, peanuts. That means uh, general customer service anywhere. <laughs> and uh, comedy. Come on, good, good comedy career. Take, yeah. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 38. Tonight, clear low, uh, clear to partly cloudy with a low of 18. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 42. I got 15 degrees right now on Rockwell. You know Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 655. And the Guess Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Marty Caproni is here filling in for, uh, for Steve for uh, one more day. He'll be back uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a sunny day with a high of 38 tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 42. It's about uh, 12 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Hey, uh, real quick, uh, if you have nothing going on today, I strongly suggest listening to Baxi's musical podcast. My guest is uh, Cheryl Pavelski, the uh, owner of Omnivore Recordings. She's now won her fourth Grammy. Uh, The latest one came just a couple weeks ago with this amazing box set called Written in Their Soul, the Stax Songwriter demos it's an amazing uh, box set that took 17 years to compile it's a hell of a box set seven uh seven cds in it and uh it's a great great story you can hear that on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and rock102.com all brought to you by metro chrysler dodge jeep and ram in chickabee well that's going to be an interesting podcast too because you went to college together we we did yeah Maybe you can talk about the 28 bars that you used to freak. We could, we could have talked about that, and we probably could have taken the same amount of time to uh, to complete that conversation. But it was really tried to make this all about her and less about me. It's what I try to do during these interviews. Uh, I got a couple really good ones uh, on the way, by the way. So just to keep listening, follow along on the social medias for the regular updates that I do. Yeah, the uh, the podcast seems like it's catching fire. You're oh, it's, building it's uh, listenership. Blowing up, Marty. It's uh, blowing up. As the kids say. That's that's what the, it, it, they say. It's lit. I would say so, too. <laughs> it's lit. I don't know if they're still saying that, but I'm saying it's lit. I, uh, I try to keep up with the lingo, but it just keeps getting. Uh, when you said it's lit, I, I would say that that's no cap. Is that good or bad? That's uh, that's good. No cap is is good. That means it's it's for it's for real. It's true. You know, when we we used to say for real. Uh huh. Yeah. Now now it's uh, no cap. Would no be, cap. Yeah. Or bet. Bet. What's bet? I think it's short for being like, I bet you. You like in other words, like uh, bet is short for like the phrase of you bet. You know what I mean? Or could like, you just say you bet? And is, I I mean you could. Is the extra syllable that exhausting? Everyone in their youth had a thing, but did you have a youth term that was just to your area that you guys had in your area where people knew where you're from? There was a I'm trying to remember whether we we did. I don't there, I know there were like some areas of like like uh like the South Shore that had something like that. Okay, well, West- like I remember, like there were like a bunch of kids from Rockland or uh, Abington that would that would uh, they would end if they were gonna if they ended every sentence with the word mush, mush. Like they were like your nickname would assume to be mush, mush. Like what's going on there, mush? Really? Yeah, and I like, and I don't know why they tried to spread that to other 
areas of the South Shore. It never it, went. It wasn't happening in, in, in our town. It's, it just it, it wouldn't take. So I know all of my friends in Chicopee who are listening right now are going, ooh, 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 say it, say it, say it, Marty, say it. We had in Chicopee, and it never left Chicopee, we had Hilaire. Hilaire? That's Hilaire. Which, and as opposed to, and and knocking off the ias yes instead of hilarious it was hilaire hilaire and i went to school for high school not in chicopee i went to cathedral oh yeah so i remember like one of my first days at cathedral someone says son in a homeroom like dude that's hilaire and everyone was like what <laughs> <laughs> what you loser what? It, it, it i was never, like claire no anyone like anyone you, like you tried to get it into uh, into cathedral and it just it failed. i didn't even try i just thought everyone said it everywhere because that's what we always said growing up i was like dude dude that's hilarious that's hilarious turns out nope yeah so that was how everyone knew you were from chickabee if you dared ever say hilaire now were you targeted for scorn as uh, for, for trying to bring that kind of colloquial term into a catholic high school i think i was targeted for uh i was targeted for other reasons that were probably more deserving than that <laughs> i kind of had a big mouth no yeah you shocking right you don't say yeah did you ever get in trouble in school like in high school did you ever uh, uh you know what i you know i was a, a class clown but i wasn't a disruptive class clown i mean i wasn't a troubling i wasn't a troublemaking class clown yeah i was a little bit of a troublemaking class clown. so at uh, cathedral they used to have the the detention room was room 229 and they would do their announcements in the morning and in the afternoon to right. report to 229 and uh, I remember back then on your phones, they would have like, like a really sophisticated phone system would have 10 preset numbers on it. Okay. And I remember my mom's was number four on Sister Julie and 229s. <laughs> so like I was always, I remember one time in religion class, my buddy, Chris Dillon, had a, uh, a, he had a crucifix earring in his ear. Oh boy. Just one. Yeah. And, uh. It looked cool on him, but I remember my friend Melanie Miller had clip-on earrings. These mm-hmm. like really, she, and she had them as like they were they were big. They were like I don't want to say gaudy because they looked nice on a girl, right? But uh, so just for fun, I put one clip-on on my ear because I was sitting next to Dylan, and my teacher at the time was like, "Take it off," and I was like, "No," she's like, "Take it off." So I took it off for a second. When she turned around the board, I put both earrings on my ear. Oh, she turned back geez. around. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that Jesus would never have stood up for. Well, and I said to her, she said, take it off. I go, just because I wasn't dumb enough like this kid to drill a hole in my head doesn't mean I should have to remove it. I'll remove it when he takes out his crucifix. 229. That's all she said. <laughs> so I remember walking into Sister Julie's office. And she just, she's like, hello, Martin. Didn't even know. Like, I opened the door. She's like, hello, Martin. And <laughs> and then she looks up and sees these two earrings dangling off my ear, starts to laugh as she's hitting the number for my mom's thing. And she just goes, well, and I said, I just, and she's like, no, don't talk. <laughs> just don't talk. <laughs> it's 701 with Bax and Nagel and Marty and Rock 102. Call or text us anytime on the route. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Remember a few weeks ago when the Milwaukee Bucks fired their head coach, Adrian Griffin, just 43 games into the season because he had the audacity to coach his team to the second-best record of the Eastern Conference? Well, I do. I also remember that by firing Adrian Griffin, that put him in the record books with the third-shortest coaching tenure in NBA history. Yesterday, the Brooklyn Nets fired their head coach, Jacques Vaughn, in just 54 games after signing him to a multi-year contract extension, this time for seemingly legitimate reasons, coaching his team to the 11th worst record in the Eastern Conference, where his team stands just 21 and a half games behind the Celtics. And he lasted 11 games longer than Adrian Griffin did this season. Why should you give a damn about any of this? Because yesterday, the Nets replaced Jacques Vaughn by promoting former UConn head coach Kevin Ollie to their interim job. Remember him, Kevin Ollie? He was the guy who was fired at UConn for a multitude of impermissible violations, including failure to monitor unsanctioned team activities, having a video coordinator set up illegal coaching opportunities, and oh yeah, providing private training, meals, airfare, and hotel accommodations to his players back when that stuff was still illegal. The results of which got him fired. Uh, The team lost scholarships. They paid fines. They vacated victories from two previous seasons and endured an embarrassing two-year probation. In other words, he's the perfect guy for that full-time job. Who needs someone who's interested in things like rules or regulations? Trust me, the last guy anyone needs is coaching a basketball team that's 21 and a half games out of first place. It's a guy who's fixated on unproductive garbage like integrity. That's not what made him successful at UConn, and it's certainly not the sort of stuff he'll be bringing to the Nets, because that's certainly not the sort of thing they're looking for over there. I mean, I'm sure he's sorry for all the crappy thing he's done over the course of his career. I say, let's give that dude another shot. What could possibly go wrong this time? But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's has put on a little bit of weight, inventory weight, so... Rockies is trimming down with a big clearance. 40% off Carhartt workwear, 25% off a Yeti drinkware, plus power tools, hand tools, 50, 60, up to 70% off. It's a big, big clearance right now at Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.15 in the police. With uh, Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 38. Uh, tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 42. It's about 16 degrees right now in uh, in downtown Springfield. You and I are just talking about uh, sports. Talking a little bit of sports off uh, off off the air. You know, you like. Uh, yeah, I was saying, like you know, you know, March Madness is coming up, and you know, totally into it. We both like you know, playoff hockey. Yeah, that's so. That's what I was saying to you. I said, you know. Hockey for me during the regular season, unless I'm there live, is hard for me to to really be interested. But playoff hockey, I absolutely love. I mean, watching playoff hockey live is unbelievable. It's a blast, yeah. Um, and I, the only sport to me that's more exciting is live MMA fighting. See, I'm not, uh, you know, oddly enough, I like boxing. I like watching boxing. I can't. I just can't get into MMA yet. I've seen enough of it. I just can't. Uh, it's, maybe I'm not invested enough in the in the in the fighters. Or that's something. what it is. Like I, you need to watch like a whole event a couple of times, and then you'll then you'll you, and you need to you need to watch it with somebody who knows what they're looking at. You know what I mean? The only reason I know anything about it 
Um, like I said, when I was in my 20s, I did some martial arts and stuff like that, but it was that was right before the UFC really started. Um, so where I learned about MMA was I ring announced for Premier Fighting Championship uh, here in Western Mass. I ring announced for them for almost 10 years. Hmm. So okay. I did probably 30 events for them. So you get to meet all the fighters and you, you, you get to, you know, watch like Platinum Mike Perry, who's a, he's a bare knuckle fighter. He's the best bare knuckle fighter uh, right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought for us right before he went to the UFC. So you watch it live and it's another level of excitement from boxing. So I've, I've been to a live event. A live MMA event? Yes. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I knew one of the guys who was fighting who was the guy who was the guy uh i don't want to say his name but but uh but he's a he's the son of a friend of mine western mass here yeah and can uh yes can i guess the name sure pat casey not even close oh, anyway uh <laughs> okay but let's just say uh the kid went full beast mode and uh, and won yeah you know he he won his thing and uh you know i'm so worried about the kid getting brained that that's that's the only thing that i was worried about and couldn't really find my way into saying, oh, this is great. I was too worried about the kid getting his uh, coconut mashed in. Yeah. Well, uh, it should give you some peace of mind that, uh, in general, it seems that MMA is probably better for a, a fighter's brain than boxing. Because yeah. in MMA, you get knocked out very quick. You only have a four-ounce glove or whatever it is, so you get knocked out very quickly. So uh, in boxing, the problem they have with those big, pillows on your thing is you're just taking trauma one after another after another. I still love boxing. Don't get sure. me wrong. But the the jarring to your brain goes on a lot longer. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, uh, I know, but UFC 300 is coming up, which is going to be huge. Okay. You should, you should watch UFC 300 and I'll, we could talk or text while we're watching it. See, I hear you say this. And you know what I hear is kind of like saying, you know what you really should do? You really should put your hands in an industrial shredder. I mean, you're gonna love it. No, yeah, like that's, I get the same kind of. That's the same kind of appeal to me. It's like that's, you know. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, I realize it's like with a, the fastest growing sport in America. I get that, but then. So is something uh, you know, mild and pastoral like pickleball for the the fifty and older crowd. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just say this. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe UFC was probably the fastest growing sport, and now I believe pickleball has probably surpassed it. Yeah, but I will say, uh, at fifty years old, the likelihood of me being like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to climb in the cage and try out some of this <laughs> MMA stuff," versus "Yeah, I'll play your stupid fake tennis," is uh, much yeah. better than I'm going to play pickleball. Yeah, I, I think at my age, you know, two shots to the sternum, and yeah, I'm pretty yeah. much done for the night. Well, it's funny. I, I was talking about MMA uh, on here with Nagel one point, and I mentioned my buddy Matt Bissett in Connecticut. Right, yeah. he's got the school Ascension MMA. It's great school. Guys, he went to the UFC. He fought in the UFC and everything. He's a tremendous fighter, and he retired. Okay. And uh, and he was like, yeah, you know, too old for the game. I'm stepping aside. I'm going to coach now and run the school or whatever he said. And I remember thinking, like, you have eight abs. <laughs> and you're saying you're retiring and you're told, like that's how much of a young man's yeah. game it is you know but he messaged me after we talked and he's like i heard you were talking trash about me 
the fear that I had. Oh, hell yeah. In my, I was like, I wasn't talking bad about you. Because honestly, these MMA guys that when you meet them, they're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your entire life. But they could kill you. Sure. In a matter of seconds, if they so chose. See, I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter, and uh, you know I can yeah. I can count all the the fights that I've ever been in, maybe like on one or two fingers, because um, one, I'm a uh, surprisingly uh, remarkable coward, and then two, <laughs> I have this incredible aversion to pain, and like yeah. the and like the one and only fight I I ever got in. Uh, I knew I hurt the kid because the way my face was hitting his fists must have left a bruise. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So I, I, I you know, it, to me, the idea of hopping in the ring has uh, almost the same appeal as the industrial yeah, shredder. Yeah, there's no part of me that uh, that would want to do that uh, at all. I'd much rather play pickleball. <laughs> but you know, it's funny is like you know, a lot of these guys who are playing pickleball, they, these men and women. Yeah. You know, they're all, you know, you know, they're getting up there. They're not, it's not a young man's game. Right. Uh, young men want actual sports, but uh, it's not a young man's game. But what they're finding is all these old people are having all these orthopedic issues with their feet and their knees, their hips, even their shoulders. They're they're throwing everything in the everything in the crapper to play this game. It, it does make me think it would be hilarious to make a senior MMA league. <laughs> Ready? Fight! Oh my God, my knee! My knee! I was just bouncing around twice, and my knees, my knees gone. You got some some guy with yeah. his, with his uh, box, his, his MMA shorts up to his nipples, yeah. and you know, <laughs> boxing on, with you a see? sweater on. You see, you want to fight now, huh? You see? I'll show you a thing or two, you little rapscallion. Yeah, I think I agree. Somewhere in your thirties, you realize. God, uh, getting punched in the face when I was young really stunk. I think I'll just walk away from every fight. I think I'd rather blow a hole in my, uh, in yeah. my you know, in my hip joints. Yeah, yeah. Pickleball, much. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I got a oh, so I got a sprained ankle. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> I've got I've got turf toe from let pickleball. Me, let me think. Turf toe, detached retina. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Boy, uh, let's see, a traumatic brain injury or, uh, let's see, a twisted thumb. Tough you call. Know, you know, it's funny. You don't see a lot of fighters with uh, traumatic brain injuries if you compare it to football. That's that's true because the impact is right. is greater. I mean, you, can, you can defend yourself against being hit. As a as a fighter, right? You, you can't defend yourself if you're getting hit every play. That's your job, and that's the thing that like um, that's the thing that like I always had the back and forth with with my friends in MMA is what's a more dangerous sport. I still think football is a more dangerous sport because just because of the padding, the same idea. They launch themselves into each other. They said like on a kickoff return, uh, the the returner getting hit. Is, yeah. the, is an equal force to a car crash at like 30 or 35 miles an hour. So imagine you're getting in two car crashes a, a, a game. Yeah. Well, that's that's why like the average NFL career. It's like what? Three, three years. years. It's yeah. like it's like three years. You know, the fact that you have Tom Brady playing, you know, 20 plus years, that's a total aberration. That doesn't typically yeah. happen. If you're like a running, excuse me, if you're like a running back, every time you touch the ball, getting, it ends with somebody hitting you. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's your job. Your job isn't to necessarily you know, score touchdowns. It's to advance the ball, and you're going to get hit every single time. And that's why the career span of a running back versus a quarterback is not even close. Yeah. See, that's why I think spectators really where I see myself. Yeah, I yeah, see that's myself the safest. more. 
I like to watch. I'm more of a fat guy who likes to watch and cheer on. <laughs> and sometimes when you're tempted to yell at the, at the TV, be like, ah, oh, you idiot, why didn't you do this? You have to stop and think to yourself, oh, yeah, I couldn't do that on my best day. <laughs> Even when I was 20 years old and in my peak shape, I could not do that. Listen, there's lots of systems in my body I don't have control over, so <laughs> right. I couldn't possibly have muscle control or athleticism to guide me through it. It's 724 on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Liability and latency. Xfinity 10 gigabit service through subject to permitting and construction requirements. Xfinity employer. It's uh, 728 with Banks and Nagel on Rock 102, the uh, Pioneer Valley forecast. Again, sunny with a high of 38 tonight, clear to partly cloudy, low of uh, 18. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 42. It's about, eh, depending on who you want to believe, somewhere between 12 and 18 degrees right now. Uh, my Apple Watch is saying 15. So everything is a big fat liar. So just know it's cold. It'll warm up and be sunny today. Yeah, no one ever is like, uh, maybe I should throw on the shorts. It's going to be 15. It's not going to be 12. You know what I mean? You know, not, you're not making an outfit change based on that decision. I uh, I, uh, I am not ashamed to say this. I went to uh, the Walmart in Chicopee on Sunday. Ooh. I know. I thought you don't like MMA. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you don't like watching the fights. I, I typically don't. Yeah, But Sunday morning was like a, like a cold, blustery morning. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine walking anywhere outdoors as a young man wearing just shorts t-shirts and crocs and that's all you're wearing when it's like 20 degrees out and the wind is whipping around like uh like nothing i uh i don't understand these kids here i get go sound like a 50 year old man about to grab my pickleball racket uh I don't understand the kids today wearing the shorts and t-shirts and freezing cold temperatures. Go on, buy yourself a coat, you little kid, you little Let's, punk. Let me ask you, did you ever used to bet on football? Did you ever bet on football? I, I did a I fantasy did. league one year, and I wound up hating the whole process. So what I've never really bet on it. Well, now football's over. What we should do, because you went on a Sunday, right? So yeah. What you should do is invent a Walmart fantasy league. <laughs> And that's where you go in and you put, like, who's going to get in a fight and you pick who might win the fight. Like, I would have shifted a lot of money over to the kid in Crocs and shorts and a T-shirt because I'm like, yeah. this kid feels no pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> this kid's got to – when he gets up to the yeah. self-checkout and someone says something to him, this this kid's going to probably win this fight. Yeah, but he's also got a, a matter of, like, like no self-control or, or yeah. self-awareness. Uh, you know, so, yeah, it, <laughs> fists could be flying. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say it. there are times that I've, out of sheer boredom, gone to the Walmart before close just to wait and watch some of the fights and arguments. It is amazing. Especially that one, because that one, there's like more police calls to that uh, Walmart location than anywhere. Yeah. It's like, I think it was like 2,000 or 2,300 or something like that, police calls. I'm surprised there's not a like a police substation set up inside. They should. They put a subway in there. You know, should put it right next to the subway. <laughs> we got a little jail cell, you know. Yeah. We got a, yeah, they they should. They absolutely should. There's more activity there than anywhere else in the city. Uh, you know, listen, there's not that much crime in Chicopee outside of the Walmart. <laughs> That's pretty much That's accurate. where all the criminals go. It's pretty much accurate. We got news coming up next. Com. It's 734 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news and uh, top story this morning. The uh, Greater Springfield chapter of the NAACP is pushing for an investigation into the Southwick, uh, Southwick Regional Public School District after reports of racially charged bullying at the high school. Uh, there are even allegations that white students 
held an online slave auction to bid on their black classmates. Uh, Bishop Talbert Swan is uh, demanding an investigation, as he should. This is weeks into the month where we're celebrating a Black History Month. Uh, apparently, this was the under. Apparently, what was going on is that the uh, we're holding this online slave auction as well as using derogatory racial remarks against at least one female black student. Uh, according to, uh, to Rep, uh, Bishop Swan in 2024, for that type of behavior to be going on amongst teenagers lets us know that we have a myriad of problems, one of them being the fact that racism is being passed down from generation to generation. And you know what? I, I can't, I absolutely can't argue with his uh, position nope. on this. I, I, I think it's absolutely the most disgusting thing I've ever heard that that kids are somehow thinking this is hilarious or that it's something that other people should be participating in. This is this is a horrible, horrible situation. Like I said, not that it makes it better, but you you almost hope that it's like something that was limited to like two kids or you know what I mean? Three because you can't I can't wrap my mind around anyone thinking that on any level that it's appropriate or it's I mean, like I said, sometimes I don't see eye to eye with uh, Reverend Swan, but this is one that I'm. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to argue the point. Uh, it, it, it absolutely the, is the level of uh, of just insensitivity or uh, out of touchness or whatever else in 2024 is ridiculous. The uh, city of Springfield is experiencing hotels and shelters at their capacity uh, with the uh, homelessness and the uh, expecting the problem to worsen in the upcoming months. Uh, the city council last week talked with uh, Helen Colton Harris, the director of health and human services, about homelessness in the city. Uh, when she appeared before them uh, asking for approval for a $2.36 million grant from the uh, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Every year, the money is granted to help communities in Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin counties. Uh, and the city council approved its uh, the approval as a formality, and members accepted the grant uh, unanimously. But the problem is, and we've been talking about this for a long time, uh, you have a lot of people just dealing with food insecurity based on any number of things. Yep. A lot of that is homelessness in in the Pioneer Valley. And, you know, we've used hotels and other uh, you know, shelters to, to place these people. But between all of that and then the, the you know, you, know, you have, uh, you know, migrants coming, you know, really kind of being bussed into the area yeah. by the, by the state. You know, we're now at a point where, you know, the city can't really handle all of this extra responsibility and expense of caring for everybody. And so you really do need to look elsewhere to find ways of, of fixing this because it ain't fixing itself. Like, to me, it seems common sense. I would say uh, if you were trying to solve the problem, you start on a priority. Homeless veteran, top. Yep. Homeless citizen, second. Uh, homeless and not here legally. Uh, third. Well, I think there's not reverse. You know, you know, we've seen just with the Mayflower Marathon. You know, a, a lot of you know people being very, very generous, and 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 hopefully that kind of generosity continues throughout the year for a lot of a lot of people. But that in itself isn't right going to solve the problem if the numbers are just overwhelmingly great. I mean, you may right. be able to help some people along the way, but you also need to help them find a place to live. You need to help them to find employment. You have to have them be able to afford 
food and 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 the expense of living i mean the the economy is not in great shape to support all of this so we're really in a in a it's a crisis situation that we need to start really putting our heads together to find some way out of it and not just throw money at it like there needs to be like not just money thrown at it but there needs to be like comprehensive solutions you know what i mean i i I know and and thing is we haven't uh i mean you know 2.3 million dollars sounds like a lot of money but if that's being spread over three counties that's not really going very far no it's not really a lot of money when you put it when you tried to attack the problem with a limited supply of cash, it, sure. it's, it's, it's like a small Band-Aid and a gaping wound. Well, I always wonder why, like, when they put them up in hotels and they put people up in hotels, I always wonder to myself, how much is being spent in hotels and would it be cheaper just to build an actual giant shelter somewhere? You know what I mean? Yeah. And just have that to address the problem where, you know what I mean, everything's centrally located. There are are shelters all over the place, but you you ask anybody who works in these shelters, they'll be the first to tell you, yeah, okay, we've got space, but we we barely have enough money to operate this on on an administrative level. We don't even have enough to operate this stuff. So everything's running on a shoestring budget. And so so as a result, many people may not feel safe in those shelters. Many people may – you know, there's also a, a pride issue with the with going to a shelter. There's a lot of reasons why people don't, don't take go, advantage yeah. of that. But it's you know, it's again when the the numbers we've seen since COVID are staggering. Yeah, so it's 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 horrible. Uh, TD Garden in Boston uh, announced a new bag policy that took effect yesterday. TD Garden officials say that any bag larger than six inches by four inches by one and a half inches will no longer be allowed. Wow. Yes, with the exception of uh, diaper bags and uh, bags for uh, for medical supplies and other you know medical reasons. If you have a bag that's too big, a mobile locker at Legends Way will be available for a fee. These lockers will be available for two hours before each event and will close 90 minutes at the end after the end of an event. The building will be replacing traditional metal detectors with uh, AI-based technology called Evolve Technology. Ticket holders will be asked to remove their cell phones from their pockets and have their tickets ready to be scanned as they walk through. The goal is to increase security and reduce lines at the entrance to TD Garden. But if you try to bring a bag that's bigger than six by four by one and a half, well, you're gonna you're gonna clog the entire system. If you're the ladies that love those big purses, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna have to make an adjustment. Think about that. Even those uh, ladies that are wearing the fanny packs. Oh yeah, these now uh, the the little the, I don't even know what they're called the Lululemon uh, bags or whatever. Uh, that uh, that is almost at the capacity of six by four by one and a half. The uh, fanny packs. Oh, sure. Think about it. It's not just the ladies in Boston. There's a lot of the the metro hipsters that that wear the uh, the fanny pack. The fanny pack. Yeah. I was so I was so hoping that was going to be out of, uh, yeah. out of style, and it's just it's. You know what else came simply back? Can't that, be. You know what else came back that just drives me crazy is uh, mom jeans. Oh yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand why. I thought we were done with those after the uh, late '80s. I thought I would never see a mom jean again. No, nope. terrible. Nope. At some point, it's going to come back where like men's pants are going to be like right up or you over your gut, and you're going to have this big fupa in front of you, and, and that's going to be the style. People are going to say that's a great look. We got to bring that back. I'll tell you what I'm waiting to come back around. I'm waiting for the pegged pants to come back around. Remember those? When you I, peg your pants. I never pegged my pants. You never pegged your pants. No. You were see, you're older than me. 
But I, no, I, well, yeah, but they were there were. Where do you think? Where do you think that started from? It was my generation that, that started the, the pegged pants. The pegged pants. Yeah, I I didn't do it because I thought that looks stupid. I loved it. See, I didn't. Uh, I loved it. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I, didn't uh, I didn't get that. Get yourself a nice pair of classy Z Cavaricis at uh, Jay Riggins at the Hoyoke Mall, and you peg them right up and go out to the dance. I didn't peg my pants. I didn't have a rat's tail. I didn't do any of that stuff that was like so uh, big in the eighties. I'm checking all those boxes. I had uh, lines shaved into the side of my head at one point. Oh yeah, box top. You, what are you like? A, like a new kid's in the block or something? Uh, uh, I I look surprisingly like I could have uh, been an alternate for Color Me Bad at one point. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> TikTok, you don't stop. Yeah, they yeah, say, Mike. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, I was never that trendy. I never did. Uh, I never did the. Uh, you never did it. Never etched my hair. I never pegged my pants. I never grew a rat's tail. I didn't do any of that What's stuff. What's etch your hair? I don't even know what that is. It's like the little lines. In oh your yeah, hair. Yeah, 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 that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like in the eyebrow. I never did that unless it was like a mistake. You know, like I like. You know, put my head in like a belt sander or something like that. I remember at one point uh, I was uh, I loved uh, Public Enemy. Uh, that's right around the sure. time a fear of a black planet came out. That, mm-hmm. that I uh, I remember I was trying to have my friend shave the Public Enemy logo into the side of my head. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, and it was unsuccessful. So then I quickly had to shave the entire side of my head and go. What did he misspell it and put pubic enemy on it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, just the logo was the just the logo. <laughs> no, that would have been terrible. Pubic enemy. Yeah, fitting did, nickname though. When I was in high school, you know, would have been. <laughs> did you wear the clock around your neck? Uh, I didn't wear the clock, but I will tell you a great story. One of my cool, surreal nights in comedy, I was at Foxwoods. I walk out on stage, and I look, and who's sitting like f- four tables back, like towards the back side of the room, sitting there eating a, a set of wings, laughing his face off, but Flava Flav. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Where was this? Uh, comics at Foxwoods before they moved to Mohegan Sun. Oh, how interesting. And I couldn't get off stage fast enough because I wanted to go over and talk to Flav. Yeah, sure. And Why I, wouldn't you? And I did. And it was uh, exactly what I thought it would have been. Good or bad? I mean, he was really sweet and nice, but I did not understand half of what he was saying. Well, I don't think that was his point. I don't think that was his uh I don't think that was his uh his uh, his talent. No, if I could have uh, if I could have put him in order, I probably would have preferred Chuck D be there because we could have probably had an interesting conversation. He's a very a very uh very t- intelligent fellow. Yeah, I'm not saying Flav isn't intelligent, you know, but uh he was the yeah boy. Like yeah, it was yeah. more he was more the hype guy, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. Uh but he was uh very gracious, very gracious with his time. It was yeah. one of those surreal ones where you meet somebody and you're like, you don't know what to say, but you just hope that you don't say something stupid, which I also did meeting one of my childhood heroes. I met Sinbad. Ah. You know, Sinbad. I do. Fantastic. Right. I'm in the club. Sinbad's over in the theater. I go over. I watch his set after my set. I come back to the club. They were doing a Hennessy Black party. It was like the, they had just launched Hennessy Black. And... The owner of the club's like, Marty, you should stay. And I was like, I don't know if it's really going to be my crowd. And he was like, no, 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 Sinbad's coming. I was like, then I'll stay. He goes, I'll take you up to meet him. So they had a VIP section roped <laughs> off for Sinbad. He takes me up. He goes, hey, Sinbad, this is Marty. He's uh, one of our favorites here. He's a comic. And he's like, oh, you're a comic, man? Have a seat. And he put me down have a seat. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I got all, you know what came out of my mouth? What? Because I had two Hennessy Blacks. You know what came out of my mouth? I said, I, I have a tracksuit. <laughs> He went from being like, oh, you're a comic? We're going to have a cool conversation to like, 
oh, there's something wrong with this kid on some spectrum. <laughs> he just looked at and wow, I. Wow, what, what a relatable topic to bring up. It came out and he was just like, good, good. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to leave now. I just yeah. turned around and walked away because I knew. I knew I had ruined it. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we met him in Montreal. Great guy. Very, very nice guy. Yeah. Had a great conversation. And then. You know, we we aired the the interview. It it never, and then we like never played it back for the best of uh, yeah, the yeah. show. And the reason why is like in the because we asked him about uh, working with Bill Cosby, and he had nothing but real glowing things to say about Bill Cosby at a time when a couple years later nobody was saying kind things about bill cosby <laughs> nobody in fact you'd be hard pressed to find someone who didn't have a terrible story about bill cosby and uh, so we never uh, i think that one has been lost forever i uh it's just too bad because it was a, a fun conversation <laughs> i got a related a related story to that i don't know if you do you remember who launched the whole bill cosby thing hannibal burris so at the same time that happened right around that exact time uh, I end up doing a weekend with him at Foxwoods. Sure. This is me and Hannibal. And, you know, sometimes when you're on the road, you just, you're going to hang out with whoever's around because you don't have your car or whatever. Right. Hannibal's like, hey, tomorrow, Marty, do you want to go see a movie? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so in one of the more surreal moments of my life, I went to see Men in Black 3 with Hannibal Burris. Okay. And it was like Mystery Science Theater, like 2000, like, we started with the jokes back and forth, like real believable. Um, um, but he's so funny. <laughs> he's a star, and I'm dying the whole time. This girl that's sitting in the front turns around. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And he just goes, "Turn back around." <laughs> <laughs> she turns back. So we keep going, and then halfway through the movie, we stop making fun of it, and we were into the dang movie. <laughs> and we were like, we didn't say anything for the last half of the movie. We were riveted by the last half of the movie. It was like a week later. Or two weeks later, that that came that out. out. Mm -hmm. You know, we interviewed we interviewed him, uh, but we were told by a publicist uh, that Don't he bring it up. we that we are not to talk about the Bill Cosby thing, which to me is like it, it, to me it'd be like you know getting a chance to to interview uh, Jackie Onassis, but not being able to ask about that one bad day in Dallas. It's like, <laughs> right. well, how do you not ask, right. how do you not ask about it? I mean, it's right out there, so. So we got through it and didn't talk about it. It was like, I, I, part of me just kicked myself because I really wanted to hear what he had to say. Because, I mean, that that whole thing, you know, changed the, the the entire perception of who Bill Cosby was. And that that joke that he had was just like, Bill Cosby tells me I shouldn't swear and you should pull up your pants. And I say, you should probably not be assaulting women, right? It's like the whole, that was the bit. He did it one time on the weekend that we were at, and he's like, ah, there's something there, you know? And I think he was in Atlanta at, like, Laughing Skull Comedy Club or something, and he's, he was riffing on it. Someone happened to record it on a camera. It's like one of those first comedy viral moments. Yeah. And then it went so crazy, and then it, I think to him it felt like, oh, man, this is way crazier than I thought it should be. Like, he doesn't want to be known as that guy, you know, the guy that. Especially since, you know, Hannibal's act is unbelievably, unbelievably funny. funny. Yeah, very, very, and a lot of people don't realize when he started. He started in Chicago, but he moved to New York. He told me this himself. He was homeless when he got to New York. He just knew he was going to get famous. He was sleeping on the train for the first couple of weeks that he was in New York. Really? 
So he would, you know, go do his spots at the comedy clubs, and then he'd get on the train and just sleep on it until the end of the, you know, the, the whatever time it shuts off or whatever, yeah. and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Story. Uh, it's uh, 7.50. That's news on Rock 102. <laughs> if you love to hunt fish and enjoy the great outdoors. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.56 and the Beatles with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Marty's uh, here for uh, for Steve. Steve's back tomorrow. Also on the show tomorrow, comedian Tom Cotter. That'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's funny. I'm reading the uh, Route 10 tire listener line here on the commercial breaks. Uh-huh. Uh, someone suggests that uh, me bringing up that I like Public Enemy and Color Me Bad, that I was perhaps at the wrong station. <laughs> And then not related to that, but uh, someone else texted me, Brian texted me saying, hey, I'm wondering if you could give a shout out to the Westfield State College girls hip hop dance team. I wonder if that's because I happen to be talking about that. I don't that. know. I don't know. But they took first place in the regionals on Sunday and his uh, daughter's on that team. Oh, that's and cool. so congratulations to them. Anyhow, you got uh, you got some shows too uh, that are coming yeah. up too. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, he wrote in there, uh, I'm bringing the show Thursday. So, um so Thursday uh, at the Shortstop uh, Bar and Grill, uh, Loft Comedy Club, we are we're trending for this one to be a sellout right now. Uh, we're we're almost halfway there, and it's Tuesday, so that's good. Yeah, so that's good. So if you're uh, th- you wanted to check it out and you haven't, or if you've come before and you're like, should we? Should we not? It's vacation week. You should definitely come. It's gonna be great. Nagel's gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. I got uh, a fun lineup of uh, comedians. Uh, get your tickets now. Get I may be on. sitting down there. Uh, yeah, you might come out. You, 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 I'm going to still offer you to go on stage if I, you'd like. I have uh, nothing uh, prepared, Marty. I'm going to I'm going to probably pass on that All opportunity. Right. I'm not going to peer pressure you while you're there. Don't worry. But sure, you won't. Yeah, well, I might. <laughs> I might a little bit. I'll just get the crowd to start chanting. Facts, uh, facts, yeah, facts. Yeah. No, I, I, I would strongly suggest not doing that. No, Jenny would be upset with me. I'm sure. No, she wouldn't be upset with you. I think she'd want me to, but I'm like, eh, I'm not prepared for that. You I gotta. Are... I feel like I need to have. Uh, it's like you know, like when you you you're got you're about to go out and you got nothing to wear. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> I I can't go up. I got nothing to wear. If you just do Nagel's uh, joke about the Rockies uh, <laughs> hardware paint. <laughs> If you just do that alone, it'd be yeah, right. I know, probably. But I'd have to, I'd have to find the notes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we have that. So uh, Thursday show, uh, Short Star Bar and Grill, and if you haven't been there, what an awesome place to go! It's, it's the food's fantastic, the people are fantastic, um, and then uh, for the Connecticut people who are listening, they're like, we can never go to that show. It's so far. I got another listeners in Brantford, Connecticut, and all over the place. Uh, people are always like, when are you going to be in Connecticut? When are you going to be in Connecticut? Well, Wednesday, uh, February twenty eighth. I'm going to be at Big Wigs. Big Wigs? Yeah. What do you think? You're Big Wig? That's like an old-timey saying that my dad used to say. This guy thinks he's some kind of Big Wig. I'm going to be at Big (laughs) Wigs in Milford, Connecticut. Uh, You can get tickets at Laughing Wolf, and that's Wolf with an E, laughingwolfcomedy.com. So if you're a Connecticut person, you're like, I want to see if this guy's funny or not. Now you uh, you can come out to that show. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. It's uh, 7.59 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Listen for Snow Country Ski Report. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember a few weeks ago when newly hired Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo informed everybody that Mr. Kraft had money to burn on new players and free agents? Well, it's true. 
Mr. Kraft is a very rich old man with an estimated net worth of a whole lot of money. Now, while we could sit here and try to suggest ways for him to spend that money, the truth is he's certainly not going to be spending all of his money. Because right now, the man's net worth is over $11 billion, and the NFL salary cap is currently set at $224.8 million uh, last year. That means that Mr. Kraft still has $10.8 billion in non-burnable money at his disposal. So, how much money will Mr. Kraft be able to burn? Well, for the moment, the Patriots are currently $66 million under the salary cap. Now, that's an awful lot of money, but consider this. The NFL is currently negotiating with the Players Union to increase the salary cap for 2024. That number, which has not yet been settled on, is expected to be announced next week, most likely after the start of the NFL Combine, which happens a week from Thursday. According to some sources, the salary cap is likely to increase another $18.2 million. That would put it at $243 million per team per year. Other sources are saying the final number could go even higher, with some suggesting it could be as high as $250 million per team this year, thanks to the increase from TV deals and sports gaming revenue. That means that, theoretically, Mr. Kraft could have as much as $91.2 million to burn and still be under the salary cap. Folks, if I had a stack of $91.2 million single-dollar bills and decided to set it on fire, you would have to call the California Fire Brigade to douse that fiery blaze with helicopters to put that thing out. Apply that same amount to signing free agents and extending contracts or what have you, and yet you still have $10.8 billion collecting dust in a bank? Suddenly you begin to realize that Mr. Kraft doesn't have just money to burn. He's got enough money to set the entire world on fire. Twice. Listen, if you had $11 billion, you could give every person in the United States a check for $34. Almost enough money to pay for a full season subscription to watch the NFL on Paramount+. Plus. Sadly, he's not offering that right now, but the burning of money is just about ready to start. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman... The Craftsman 12-gallon wet-dry vacuum, that thing really sucks. And for only 80 bucks, it's a hell of a deal at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. Every shop or garage needs the Craftsman wet-dry vac, and you can get yours now for only 80 bucks at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 814 in Rush with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Marty Capronius here filling in for Steve for uh, one more day. Steve will be back uh, tomorrow, so uh, so that'll be uh, that'll be swell. I hope he's enjoying his time off. Yeah, he is. He's having a good time. He is good. Yeah. All right. So. Yes. We were talking off air. This might be a question, again, mm-hmm. to lean on the Route 10 tire listener line <laughs> at 293-1021, but... Uh, I was asking you if you had watched. Uh, I know you watch some TV. Uh, I don't normally watch you. I ha- let me tell you the shows I haven't watched. Okay, uh, and not seen any of. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Uh, Game of Thrones. All right. Uh, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breaking Bad. You haven't seen Breaking Bad. I have not seen Breaking oh, Bad. Dude, that, I know. I'm telling you, Game of Thrones. Sons of I've seen like the first episode, the first season of Game of Thrones, and yeah. I kind of like lost interest after that. Okay, uh, Sons of Anarchy never really got into Walking Dead. You know, yeah, they had me up until the zombies showed up. Okay, uh, 
I'm not a big into into zombies, but uh, but Breaking Bad is just phenomenal. But that's a lot, right? Breaking Bad's got to be how many seasons now? Like, uh, is it like four or five seasons? Oh, so it's not that bad. No, it's okay. not. Not like you got thirty seasons to catch up on. But the uh, but that's if you watch that, you have to watch. Uh, you, you better call Saul after that. Okay, because both of those series, both those series are tied so closely together, and it really just ties up all the loose ends. And I know from reference that the call Saul thing is Saul is his lawyer in Breaking Bad. I know that. Yes. I, I read that. Somewhere. But the better call Saul goes, you know, way back to understanding what that guy was all about. And again, it's, Before, okay. it, it goes much deeper into the Breaking Bad story. So I don't watch a lot of TV, but recently now I do. I just don't want to leave. I just sit at home and I watch TV. And I was asking you if you have seen Jack Ryan. No. The series on Amazon Prime. I am just about to finish it. I think I have one episode left. It's four seasons. It's like eight episodes a season. So I have managed to watch 32 episodes of this show in a matter of like three weeks. Okay. All right. But now, uh, once I watch this last episode. You're in a show hole. I'm in a show hole. Yeah. That's and, a, which is a terrible place to be. Right. And I'd love to get a suggestion from someone out there or yourself if they're, but you, you're not going to know. But Jack Ryan's Tom Clancy's character, so right. the sum of all fears, uh, fears, and all those movies, Hunt for Red October. The whole franchise, yes. Uh, but they do it justice with this. It's it's amazing, really. Yeah. Um, uh, but I need something that's similar to that that I can start to watch now. <sighs> well, uh, let me see. So we. I can't say I, I, I've got something similar to that for you, yeah. but there have been a couple of shows that we've been watching lately that uh, pretty good. Joey just finished uh, True Detective the, okay. this season uh, with Jodie Foster. Actually, really good. Uh, it didn't start off good, and I wasn't sure I was into it like I was the first season. Yep. The first season with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson was on freaking believable is this like a murder show murder mystery or is uh, it a- yeah well kind of yeah kind of okay. but the first season is definitely the best season this one kind of ties that one up slightly there's some connection connectivity connection. between okay. the two uh but it's good it's still it's still worth the uh, worth seeing but mm-hmm. true detective is is fantastic what we've uh, been into lately is watching reacher on Prime Video, I started watching a few episodes of that. I wasn't sure I was going to be into it, but yeah. now I'm like into it, kind of like uh, hooked. Like I want yep. this guy to just kick ass all over the place because he does. It's weird seeing if you're familiar with the movies, the Jack Reacher movies. Tom Cruise plays him, and then you see the guy playing in the series, and he's yeah. like, he's got like you know, six like, foot six, three hundred yeah. pounds of of uh, twisted steel and sex appeal, and then you got. Five foot seven inch Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's like please. five Tom Cruises sewn together. Yeah, you know, exactly. Guy, you know, um, so that one's up there, right? That but those are the there. type of shows I like. Uh, you know, CIA, yeah, action adventure type thing. So I need a suggestion for one that that's similar to Jack Ryan. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You know, what we have. Uh, we just started. And uh, this is like one of those. Uh, I believe it's. I believe it's a. It's a Japanese show that kind of like. Uh, oh God! Was it now? I'm I'm blanking on the one that came out a couple. Of, oh, Squid Games. Okay, Squid Games. That Never was Korean. That was really good. That's not like that's not 
kind of like what you're looking at, but okay. it was really, really good. This one is, uh, it's got kind of the same feel called Killer Paradox, and the reviews on it, like on Rotten Tomatoes, are like, yeah. it, like it's insanely good. We watched the first couple of episodes, and it's like, oh, okay, I can see this what, turning into something. What platform is that? Netflix. Oh, it's Netflix. Okay. All yeah. Right. So, so that, that's, that's the other one we're watching. I gotta reactivate my Netflix account. Huh? Really? You're off of that? Uh, I switched. I was to the Hulu and Amazon Prime and uh, uh, Peacock. Yeah, see. But it, if it, I gotta reactivate uh, my Netflix, then I will. Why don't you do what everybody else does? Why don't you find someone who's generous enough to give you the login? I had the shared login thing, but then when they did the big crackdown, I got bounced out on it. Did you get bounced out, or did you back out because you're a, a wuss? No, I got bounced out. Really? Yeah, bounced That's me out. That's not right, man. I know. That's not right. As long as, as long as one of you is playing it. Right. Paying. Uh, someone just texted in Bosch. That I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So now I have to look. Uh, For All Mankind is another one. But that's Apple TV. So now I got to get an Apple. See, I got rid of cable. Yeah. So that I didn't have to pay $180 a month for entertainment because I never watch TV. But now if I get all these platforms, I'm going to be paying $180 yeah. a month. Did you see the story? Like, uh, was it last week? I don't know. I can't remember all the every company that was involved. That it was like ESPN, Discovery, NBC. They're all combining for one sports streaming platform. No, but that sounds pretty great. It sounds it sounds great. But what they uh, what they failed to do was to tell the NFL that they were going to do this. Oh. And the NFL is like looking into the legality of whether or not they can actually get ahead go on with this oh that's bad. and my thought is you, you know you're at the point now where i'm already i'm already spending money on you know netflix hulu prime right. uh i you know uh, apple tv plus i'm trying to remember if there's, if there's another one it, but but streaming has now become cable because in order to get to see everything right you have to spend almost as much as you are paying on cable and mm -hmm. it's going to wind up being the exact same thing and you know what they're going to do with the NFL eventually is they're going to consolidate more and more of it onto their own platform. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, they're splitting ad revenue with all those other people and everything else. Why not just do it themselves? But, the I, but, but I hated the fact that like on, you, know, you had to sign up for Paramount Plus to see a postseason game. That to me is just ridiculous. That's That's awful. I think it was Nagel who actually said it was really smart of him. He said... I don't know why anyone is doing that right now because if you're doing that, you're just rewarding that behavior from them and ensuring that they're going to move more and more into that direction. Well, yeah, which I agreed with absolutely. If you if you if you show them that it could be successful, right? They're already wringing their hands you know, trying to jack it for the five ninety nine a month. It's going to cost you to satisfy that football itch because if it if they show you a little bit and, and they can claim success, it's only going to lead up to more of it. Right. Yeah. And then and then now if you think it was annoying when they would black out a game, now now you're going to be at their mercy for whatever they decide to charge. Yeah. And they'll keep jacking it up as long as people pay it, you know. Someone uh, just suggested Homeland. That's an older series. You've seen that one? I have Claire seen Danes. Homeland. You haven't seen that one? No. That's really good. That's like a CIA action type movie. It's all CIA. Oh, good. Okay. Mandy Patinkin is in it. Claire Danes. It's that's a great great series. I got to find the platform that's on then Homeland. Uh, the other one that I did watch um, was the one with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, where he's the president. Um, oh, uh, oh, God. Designated Survivor. That's the one. And I loved the first three seasons, 
But then once Netflix wrote the last season and did the last season, I hated it. Yeah, I mean, it got all political and all weird and. Well, that's kind of like the problem with like a, like True Detective. That first series, that first yeah. season was so good, and the second one was okay. And I think it was like the the third one was not that great, but it was like you, yeah. you still watched it anyway. But the, nothing compares to the the first one. The, just the acting between McConaughey and Woody Harrelson oh. alone was totally worth it. Those guys were amazing. Oh, someone suggested Night Agent on Netflix. I watched that series too. Mm, see now, see? everyone's uh, everyone's catching up to you now. Yeah, I this Bosch one that everyone I put four or five people write in this Bosch one. So maybe that'll be my next thing that I'll uh, pick up. Mara Kingston, the Jeremy Renner show uh Never series. That. that was really good. Uh have you seen Ray Donovan? No. Oh, there's another great one. What's that one about? Uh it's it's about uh, this guy named Ray Donovan. Okay. It is uh his dad uh is uh is John Voigt. Okay, and he's got a couple other brothers, and uh, Ray Donovan is like is he's basically the guy who who fixes stuff, and if that means you got to kill a few people along the way, show them a little right. bit, a little bit of tune up, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, give a little what a what there for, you know. It, that's that's a wicked good okay. series, all right. And because uh, we, we we watched that, and my wife could watch uh, that guy Ray Donovan all day long. Why he's a good looking guy? Is that the thing? He's a he's a good looking guy. He's the kind of guy that wears a good suit. Doesn't shave. Uh, well, that's still, like, lo- still looks good after someone beat him up. That's like the Jack Ryan. Yeah, it's that John Krasinski. He does a great job playing the role and everything, but he does the whole five o'clock shadow. You know, the suit, the whole thing. The mm-hmm. girls are uh, into him. You yeah, know? I know. But I like, I like that suit. You should watch that suit. I highly recommend that series. All right, that'll be that'll be the next one we get to the show hole. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Day 25 on Rock 102 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, along with Marty Caproni. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. The Greater Springfield chapter of the NAACP is pushing for an investigation into the Southwark Regional Public School uh, System after reports of a racially charged set of bullying at their local high school. Uh, there are even allegations that white students held an online slave auction to bid on black classmates. Apparently, these kinds of things have been going on uh, for a while. And uh, Bishop Talbert Swan is demanding an investigation, as well he should. He said in 2024, for that type of behavior to be going on amongst teenagers, lets us know that we have a myriad of problems, one of them being that racism is being passed down from generation to generation. Uh, he also mentions that the the alleged incidents that includes a white student holding an on-live slave auction, as well as the use of derogatory racial remarks against one black female student. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see what an investigation comes up with, because these are apparently not the only things that have been going on in Southwick. But it's uh, it's shocking that it's happening Still in 2024, like we just have learned absolutely nothing over the years. Indefensible. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? If it's, I mean, you, you just hope, like you said before, but it's just a couple of dumb teenage kids who uh, just don't know any better. But sometimes you see this stuff and you say, no, I don't think it's just that. Yeah, yeah. Well. You know, being learned somewhere. Uh, we talked about this earlier, too. The uh, city is experiencing uh, their ho- hotels and shelters are at their capacity right now for uh, for homeless citizens, and that is expected to worsen over the next couple of months. Uh, the city council last week talked with Helen Colton Harris, the director of Health and Human Services, uh, who has been asking for the approval of $2.36 million in grant money from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
Uh, every year, the money is granted to help communities in Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin counties provide health and dental care to homeless people. Springfield serves as the lead agency to provide those services in the city council approval. While it's a formality, uh, it has already been accepted, uh, been accepted unanimously by the city council to uh, to get that kind of money. But you know, the problem you have is, and we talked about that, we talked about this all morning long. Even two point three six million dollars, uh, you know, only accomplishes so much, and the problem has grown so exponentially since COVID that you would like to think that there's a, there are other solutions out there and other ways of uh, of handling this because it's not going to get any better. It's almost uh, like you said with the Mayflower Marathon, you know, uh, record amount of money raised, but uh, every single penny of it needed uh, because the amount of people who are uh, food insecure has, what, doubled, tripled? Uh, it was, what we say, it was up to one in three families yeah. in the Springfield area was suffering from some level of food insecurity. That's just the food insecurity part of it. You right. know, the homelessness compounded with... Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, migrants coming into the area being kind of bust into different areas of the state, yeah, and leaving cities like Springfield to have to try to accommodate that, you know, that financial burden of taking of t- making sure everyone is well cared for. It's a lot to ask for cities and towns. It's uh, it's a it's a problem that the 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 folks in charge need to figure out figure out fast with the weather the way it is right now. The, uh, the Deerfield Police Department responded to a crash on Saturday night. Of course, you're just hearing this now on Tuesday. Uh, officers responded to reports of a driver hitting a mailbox while appearing to be slumped over at the steering wheel. Well, you know, listen, it's late at night. Dude gets tired. You know, you hit a mailbox. You know, these things can happen. What doesn't normally happen is when the driver was uh, attempting to drive away, he struck a, uh, a Massachusetts State Police cruiser and a Deerfield Police cruiser in the process. That's not one. That's two vehicles. Yeah, that one's going to leave a mark. Uh, no one was injured in either collision, thank goodness for that. But the uh, the driver was arrested for operating under the influence of alcohol and was set for arraignment uh, for today. So that'll be interesting. I uh, I believe the mailbox is a total loss, though. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> casualty. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's what you say, man, Someone in Deerfield's not going to get their mail for a couple of days. Took out a police cruiser and a and a and a Deerfield cop. Took out a local and a state all all in one in yeah. one whack. Which makes me think like like there must have been like a like the the cruisers on either side of the car. It just pinballed off them. Totally pinballed <laughs> off of them. <laughs> Boy. That's when you hit the tilt. Uh you've got we talked uh, before. You got this uh this gout thing with the, yeah, with yeah, the food. Yeah. You can't eat uh, shrimp and delicious uh, shellfish of any kind. All the fun stuff that I used to love. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh man. I know. I love scotch. I, I, I can't have scotch. You can't have scotch? No. I used to like like scotch is never something that you I would drink to like get drunk, you know, but I used to like after a long day or, or after a couple of shows just like a two fingers of scotch, yeah. you know what I mean? Just sit there and sip on it. I don't know of anybody that's like, uh, you know, going to a bar and asking for like repeated, you know, shots of scotch. Getting hammered on scotch. That's no. that's the kind of drink you 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 savor, you know, at the end of the end of the day. And it, when I was a when I was younger, and when I say younger, I mean even like ten years ago, I couldn't fathom <laughs> drinking scotch. And everyone always said it's an acquired taste. When you get older, you'll start to like it. And I was like, I'm never gonna like it, you know. But when I was on the road with Vic uh, DiBattista, we. We would smoke cigars sometimes after the shows, and you go to these cigar lounges, and they would have these great selections of scotch. 
And that's what I got used to, yeah. is uh, having a scotch. See, and, but that's like a wind-down type of activity. Yeah. You're winding I, down your day. No, nope, scotch, beer, none of that. When I uh, when I first came to town, I've, I've said this before, but uh, it's my scotch story. Um, you know, when I first came to town, there was a Packer bar okay. in South Hadley Falls, the Falls Pub. Yes. And uh, so we would go every Sunday. We'd watch the, you know, the Green Bay Packers uh, kick ass on yep. their way to uh, beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And uh, one of the activities that we discovered uh, was completely by accident. Remember the old uh, Reese's peanut butter cup commercials? Yes. You, know, you got peanut butter. You got chocolate on my peanut butter. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. Well, we discovered something that uh, was so delicious that we you would never think this would be true, but it was phenomenal. Scotch. Yeah. With fig newtons, you dip the fig newton in the scotch. You eat the fig newton, and you wash it down with scotch. Who? I don't this. remember how we did it. What I, alcoholic Columbus discovered this? I don't know. I don't recall how it happens, and I don't even know who brought the Fig Newtons to the bar because I've never seen that in my entire life where yeah. someone says, you know what I could use right now? Fig a Newtons. whole sleeve of Fig Newtons. If you gave me a thousand guesses yeah. as to an appropriate garnish for a scotch. It'd be the last thing you think about. It would be, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have a prayer hitting that guess. Right. But what I'm telling you, that it's delicious. I ain't just yanking your chain. It's delicious. I just saw something the other day of a guy, you know, they have this the guys on like TikTok and Instagram where they combine stuff and they're like, it's supposed to taste like this. Let's try it. And then they're like, yeah. oh my God. This guy was like, root beer and red wine is supposed to be delicious. Really? Root beer and red wine. It sounds, I couldn't think of sounds a hideous. more disgusting combination. Yeah. But then I start thinking about it. I'm like, maybe it tastes like Dr. Pepper or something. I don't know. And this guy, he drank it. He was like, oh, my God, it is delicious. I don't uh, I don't trust most of those things on TikTok. Yeah. Like, you know, when someone says, oh, no, this is it's going to change your life. It's so delicious. And then you try it. It's like, this is awful. So what you're saying is you do believe the earth is round. <laughs> yeah, I'm of the uh, I'm yeah. of the uh, the big ball theory. Yes, okay, rather than good. the big flat disc. Because if you spend enough time on TikTok, before you know it, <laughs> oh, I agree, I totally agree. But uh, yeah, so yeah, fig newtons and scotch. I now see, and now I want to try it, and I can't because my gout. Yeah, and 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 so that's so you're out. So 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 scotch beer, any kind of alcohol, with the exception of like vodka, mm -hmm. and even then. Like I say, three drinks, four drinks, tops. Um, anything after that, my it starts to it starts to hurt. Everything starts to hurt. Even yeah, you don't want that. Even if the drinks are spaced out over like five or six hours, it's just the way it does something to your blood or whatever yeah. that triggers the gout. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is the uh, the FDA has approved uh, Zolair. It's a medication that can help lessen the severity of those with allergic, uh, allergic food reactions. Mm. So the medication is meant for people with severe uh, anaphylaxis, uh, which you know could be life-threatening. Yeah. Uh, it's not intended to allow people to ha who have food allergies to eat the things that make them sick, but it does give you an extra level of protection so that the reaction is less severe and, le and, pot and potentially less deadly. So if a kid's got a, like a peanut allergy, yeah. you know, you'd still want to have the EpiPen, but the, uh, the Zolaire, would also help it, and it's like a like a shot every two to four weeks. Do you do you have any like really bad allergies, major allergies? Uh, when I was a kid, I was allergic to eggs, 
chocolate and tomatoes. That's weird. And so now the only one that remains is is chocolate. But I've done everything I can to burst my way through that wall <laughs> and ignore the, <laughs> the the allergic reaction. I was going to say, didn't you have chocolate muffin tops from Rice as Far as with us last week? I did, and uh, and, and you were fine. I broke out of nothing, so okay, I good. I may have defeated it. I I was uh, allergic to cats, dogs, uh, grass, pollen. Like all that stuff, I outgrew the cats and dogs allergy. Well, the dogs one definitely, but the cat one mostly. Uh, but I found out the hard way that I have uh, bee sting allergy. Oh, that's a bad one. Yeah, but it's local, so I don't need to carry an EpiPen. But it's localized, so like if I got stabbed in the neck, I could probably be in trouble. You know, if sure. a bee bit me in the neck. That that. But when I was a kid, I was playing with my friends in the yard, and I got bee stung right in the nipple. In the nipple? In the nipple. Was your nipple exposed at the time? Uh, nope. It was through the shirt, I believe, and I got wow. I got stung in the nipple, and I sympathize for the ladies out there uh, because my left uh, peck, if you will, uh-huh. uh, swole up to a very firm D cup, <laughs> and... And you're normally a B. Yeah, I'm normally well. Now I'm probably a nice full C, but uh, yeah, I right. Lose some weight, but uh, I remember I went to work at the hotel when I was telling you about the the Motel Six, and I remember I had to get something from downstairs, and I went to run down the stairs, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh my god, ow, ow!" Yeah. And one of the housekeepers that was friends with us is like, "Ah, now you know what it's like for us." <laughs> so immediately we had to. I had to still work, so my manager was like, "Ah." Go get an ace bandage from the first aid kit. So I fashioned a bra with an ace bandage for my one boob. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah so I, I had a bra for two days. Did it Did it work? It worked well. Really? Like, it was like a sports bra for one boob. Did the, uh, the swelling eventually go down or uh, you still, uh, you know, holding on to a big set? Yeah. I didn't leave the house after for a couple of days. Why but, would uh, you? You know, yeah, right. But uh, yeah, no, then I, uh, yeah, it went down and it returned to normal. But that's the only allergy I have to worry about. So I wonder if that stuff would actually eliminate a bee sting allergy. If it's just food it might allergies. It at least would uh, not eliminate it, but uh, you lessen the severity. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Uh, this is maybe the the, the strangest uh, story of the day, and uh, I gave it all of thirty seconds to decide whether or not I wanted to share it with you. And I think there's <laughs> something to be said that uh, you maybe it should. You, know, you ever been to like uh, the the Brimfield Antique Fair? Yeah, you know, you've been, love like, it. Yeah, and there's all kinds of you know, great uh, things on display yes. for sale. Uh, Texas antique dealers struggled to believe their eyes when surveillance, uh, surveillance footage revealed a shopper in a kilt uh, inserting display items inside himself and then returning those items back to the shelves. Oh, oh, come on. Uh, word spread uh, quickly through the business community uh, last spring after he uh, heavily built man was spotted in the American gallery of Houston. Uh, actually this is, uh, earlier this month, uh, February 8th. Uh, the manager of the gallery said I had to watch the video a couple times to make sure I was seeing what I thought I was seeing. <laughs> Mitchell C vest 60 arrested February 15th and charged with one count of criminal mischief for his treatment of items, including a makeup brush, a, a restoration hardware piece, an antique bottle opener and a tobacco tent can. Uh, police are still looking for a female companion who appeared to be with him. I don't know how long oh, she no. stuck around oh. the guy, 
But uh, he was arrested and charged with only one count of criminal that's mischief. It. That's it's like that's like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Now, if you see the video of this guy, I don't think I want to. Are you sure? Because it's uh, I gotta tell you. Um, Did he like tap out on a Civil War musket? I <laughs> he was like, can't do it. Can't do it. I don't like, have that. There's only so much I can take. I mean, he's not stealing. Well, he's just having his way and putting it back on the shelves. You know, if you. <laughs> if you want to play a game right now, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, you own it. <laughs> yeah, please, please do not bring it back for all of our sakes. Yeah, what's the return policy if on you, this stuff? Oh God, I'll return it in ten seconds. If you want to play a game, we can play a game that I play. We can use the listener line, but I usually uh, for text people if they want to text. Uh, when I um, do a comedy show and I talk to someone in the crowd and I say, are, are you a nurse? If they say they were an ER nurse, I always ask this question. What's the weirdest thing that you've seen? Oh, I know. it's. Uh... And I've gotten <clears throat> some really crazy answers. The craziest so far, unless someone can top this, was a cell phone with the charger. With the charger? Yeah. Uh, what about the, it's Bluetooth. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, really, I'm trying to airdrop you this file and it's not going through. <laughs> like, you imagine you got to, you, 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 the, the, uh, you know, find my iPhone on your, on your oh tablet. Oh God. Where did I leave that? You know, I was. Has anyone seen my phone? <laughs> I'm hearing it ring. I Why? just can't find it. Why is the map showing just brown? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, uh, let's see, it's going to be sunny today with a high of 38. Tonight, clear, partly cloudy, low of 18. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 42. It's about 18 degrees right now on Rock 102. Hi, I'm Warren. And I'm Will. And we're the owners of McKinstry Market Garden in Chicago. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 855. And yes, with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's going to be a a sunny day today, a high of 38. Tomorrow, a little cloudier with a high of 42. It's about eh, 20 20 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Today happens to be a Shop Tuesday on uh, rock102.com. This morning at 9, you go to rock102.com. And you can save 30% off at Roberto's Restaurant in downtown Northampton. Pasta bolognese, butternut squash ravioli, the chicken broccoli Alfredo, and the best thin crust pizza in the Valerie. In the Valley. And maybe someone named Valerie will serve it. <laughs> <you. laughs> uh, eat in the bar or order online at Roberto's downtown Northampton. It starts at 9 o'clock on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Do not miss out. It's a good deal. Roberto's is where the old Sylvester's was, right? Am I correct with that or no? I'm not I, sure. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't recall. Well, I, I don't, don't know. Throw anyone off, but I have not been to Roberto's. Might be. It might be time now to get the uh, the best thin crust pizza in the Valerie. <laughs> in the, which relates to what we were talking about last. Yeah, kind of does really when you think about it. Uh, yeah, that guy was released on a hundred dollars bail. And uh, and charged with like a misdemeanor. So I misunderstood. You told me this when we were off air. I thought he was like stealing the stuff. No, he was. He was just recreationally. 
enjoying them and then putting them back on the shelves. Oh, it, see, it did the same thing to me this time when you said it again. It made me get the chills yeah. and it made my stomach flip. Like, remember when you when you like you, you <sighs> went to a store and your your, your mom said, "Don't yeah. touch that." Yeah, she yeah. Well, was now right. you know why. Yeah, especially the antique candle holders or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they just sometimes it's just better just to look rather than to touch. Oh gosh, that. But you know what? And then I said this to you: nothing surprises me in the news when it comes out of Texas or Florida. Yeah, that those those two states, and I, I threw in Ohio too. A lot of weird stuff going on in Ohio. I said to you, there may be a lot of weird stuff in Ohio, but. Uh, I still love going there because they still have big boy restaurants. So that would not be enough incentive for me to want to go back and stay in Ohio. Well, the last time I was out there doing a show, I brought uh, Tim McKeever and Brian Plum with me, and I made them eat at Big Boy every single <laughs> meal while we were out there. They're like, "Really? Can you let it go?" And I was like, "Nope." Um, I miss. Big boy. I'm surprised there's not a big boy that pops up back around. Remember Abdow's big boy? I sure do. Yeah. It was the best. They're they're still out there. Uh, it's it's not uh, not as many as there used to be. I don't think there's any around us. I would be shocked if there was. I I don't I don't even know. I don't even know where the the, the I'm on the the big boy website, but okay. I don't know if this is the uh if this is the national website well, or, or what it is it's got to be most there a lot of them are corporate but they're still some of the original franchisee groups but i feel like if someone reopened a big boy around here if yeah. abdow still had the right and they said yeah let's just reopen one just on nostalgia alone i think that thing would be packed we got uh let's see i got uh, michigan uh north dakota ohio california uh it doesn't uh i guess the closest big boy I don't think there are any in New England. No. That's what I'm saying. How do you... What happened? Right. It was such a delicious place to go. Someone is listening right now and they have the resources. I'm telling you, open yourself three big boys up here. Open one in Connecticut, one in maybe two in Mass. Because Rhode Island people will go to, like, if you put it in Central or Eastern Mass. I think one in, uh, like, like uh, one in Hamden County somewhere. Yeah, Chickabee. Be fine. I take a Abdos. I better be very popular. Say like in Greenfield, you get a you pop a big boy up in Greenfield. Oh. They'll be walking around the block to get into that. Yep. Well, they, and the one in Ohio still had all the stuff the way you remember. Do you remember the ice? Like first of all, the glasses they were that tinted brown glass. Yes. And the ice was like little ice balls, not mm -hmm. crushed ice, but like little balls of ice. Yeah, yeah. They still had all that. Oh, they still yeah. had the cream of potato soup on, on the on the on the salad bar. Mm-hmm. They still had the microphone with like uh, uh, table four. Yeah, they still had all that. Remember the uh, the super big boy burger? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a that was a big sandwich right there, oh, boy. Yeah. That was a big big sandwich. They had they four had, patties on the super big boy. Yeah, someone. Uh, I would take two super big boys, take out that middle piece of bread and stick them all together. So now you had eight. That is all beef heart, patties. That is a heart attack waiting to happen. And then I grab my scotch and, uh, and <laughs> fig newtons and go to town. Someone wrote in, by the way, on the Scotch and Fig Newtons, and they said uh, something about Colonel. Uh, it sounded like from Mash. Who was the Colonel in Mash? The Colonel, uh, Colonel Blake, Colonel Potter, Colonel Potter, Colonel Potter. And they said Fig Newtons and Scotch, Colonel Potter. Ooh, maybe that's what it was. So maybe that's where it came from. Maybe yeah. Colonel Potter. I, ne I never, I never knew the uh, the genesis behind it. I just knew that whoever figured that out was a genius because it is is good, huh? Perfect.
Do you are you a Scotch drinker by nature? Or no, no, I'm not. I'm not a Scotch drinker. I'm not really a, a liquor guy. I was on a like, vodka kick for a long time because it was yeah. you know, vodka is very healthy. I mean, that's a, that's that's heart smart booze right there. Well, it's clear. It's you clear. Know. It's unsoiled by uh, by contaminants. You can have it with soda water. That's the only thing I can really drink is like soda water and vodka or seltzer. Sure. Uh, but honestly, two or three, you know, tops. That's it. You're kind of done. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm not gonna have a working foot. You know. <laughs> That's you don't want to be a comic without a foot. No, I just can't believe that I, I have. I don't even have a bad diet. You know what I mean? But I ate too much shellfish on one weekend. Too much wine. Too much shellfish. And now you're stuck with it. And now I'm stuck with it for. Pretty much life. Ah, that's a, they, they, like, they, you don't get over that. I'm like, what's next? Rickets? Am I gonna get rickets? I'm gonna, scurvy. Scurvy. We don't have enough scurvy yeah. anymore. Be eating limes all day. That's right. You know that's where the limes came from, right? The pirates with the rum. They would have the lime with the rum to combat the scurvy. Smart. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's that's a good story. I'm gonna believe that. Yeah. 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 Uh, 901 with Max and Nagel and Marty Caproni <laughs> at Rockwood 02. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen.